T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. WEEI Studios. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Privacy Simplified. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Austin. Always live on the free Odyssey app. One can't help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. Uh, I'm not happy yeah. about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. And a very pleasant good afternoon to one and all within the sound of our voices on a sunny, if not slightly sweaty, early August summer afternoon here in the greatest sports city in the world. This is the Fitzy and Hart Radio Program for Saturday, August 6, 2022 on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI, WEEI.com, and as always, on the free odyssey app you can give us a call for two-way sports talk action at any point during the program today if you care to at 617-779-7937 that's the telephone number save it lock it in and use it frequently early and often you can hop on board the text line play in the digital sandbox if you can please play nicely at 37937 text throughout the day will be monitored by one stanley stiz grimy bruno our producer he's high school educated so he knows how to sift through nonsense as well as anyone else in the area plus he's from chelsea so he's fine with it i'm at fitzy gfy my co-host is at jumbo heart on today's program a whole lot of new england patriots as we are in the throes of training camp on the doorstep of the preseason which begins officially this thursday at seven against the new york football giants we will be joined by friend of show mike giardi from the nfl network at 2 20 p.m today later on in the program we'll take a look back 
at what a wild week it's been across all Boston sports and the national sports scene, some of the gains we've made locally, and unfortunately, some of the losses we have endured nationally. Good afternoon, Mr. Hart. How do we find you today? Did you say slightly sweaty? Slightly sweaty. It's it's very moist. It's very moist. It's uh, it's damp outside. Or as um, as Owen's mama said in throw throw mama from the train. It's sultry outside. Sultry. It is. I had to throw a couple buckets of BP this morning, and I was dripping, drenched. It's a hot one. I gotta tell you, hats off to the hardo dads who are out there doing summer baseball. When we all know for a fact, it is just impossible to hit anything. Uh, if unless it's like the beach, a hammock, or a beer when it's 95 degrees outside, man, you guys, you are dedicated to the dedicated to the Utes, dedicated to the craft, and dedicated as a dad. Because I got to tell you, uh, you are a stronger man than I, Gunga Din, for the effort. And it feels like you definitely, if you partake in these things, are earning your beverages today. Like, remember those real American heroes? Oh yeah, beer commercials. All these dads. This one goes out one. to you, Mister yeah. Hardo August BP throwing dad. Mister Hardo August throwing BP yep. dad. Yeah, deck, oh, back patio, boat, beach, wherever mm-hmm. it is. Later today, you earned your Miller Lite or whatever you choose to partake in. And may I say also, having just come off of a couple of days of vacation, because of course now within the Odyssey Company, as well as many other contemporary professional establishments, we enjoy what they call flex time, which means you don't just get the traditional vacation days or vacation weeks. You you can request uh, almost umpteen, if not unlimited, vacation days off. And if the boss man or company approves, then go live that best life. I was out on a lake for a couple of days. I dabbled in heartdom, if you will. Now, I wasn't nasty to every young person that i came across uh, oh come on you know i didn't throw fear i didn't throw fear into the hearts of the young and i was mostly positive not so negative uh i did spend a lot of time on a boat on a lake uh with some tasty beverages i gotta tell you i was out in beautiful western massachusetts at the otis reservoir which i shouted out on the socials and just want to say once again for those of you who have never partaken in a western mass vacation uh, enjoyed the Berkshires, if you will, uh, or just even hit up or heard of the Otis Reservoir. Do it, do it soon, and do it often. Lake living for people like myself who have basically been silly sandbar coastal Cape Cod people their whole lives. Man, it is good living. Do you have the uh, the pontoon boat, the party boat? My buddy, uh, my buddy from New York, who had a little pandemic house out there, a charming little A-frame, and a nice little eighteen-foot uh, sailboat that uh, the the families oh, went on and we nice. just you know parked out in the middle of the lake. Uh, we did that little trick where you use the life vest as sort of like a floating diaper. That way yep. you could just basically sit Bob in the middle around. of the lake, oh, toss me a beverage. Oh, my yep. God. Tremendous. Oh, Trem- that the was... simple things in life, and that's one of them. And I really needed to look back upon that because that was when I was feeling good about everything. And then last night I watched the Patriots have a grab-ass tacular with the in-stadium mock game practice session, whatever that was, Andy. And I know it's my job. I told you on our six-ring podcast on this very radio station and wherever I can tell people things across at Fitzy GFY and beyond, I am committed to being not only doubling down on my love of, but my belief in this team. I'm going to try to stay as Pat's positive as I can. Unless they are doing one of the ultimate rope-a-dopes, if this is not one of the great smokescreens in the history of professional sports, then these New England Patriots are... In the words of Joe Namath, struggling to find their footing in this new or revised Patriots offense. I don't expect it. It's basically like this. I don't expect someone who's been driving an automatic car their entire life to first grab hold of 
a uh, a stick shift, if you will. Now, whether that's like perhaps like something uh, a little more traditional and trusty, like a Subaru, or perhaps a fine performance Italian sports car, whatever it may be, and just pull right out and be a natural with it. There are going to be growing pains. There's going to be some stumbling and bumbling. I understand there's a lot of curve to it, but there seems to be a little trouble with the curve right now. And I can't tell you if somebody were to say to me, what do you think this Patriots offense is going to look like in 2022? My answer is just going to be that uh, stitched together uh, lines, dash and circle uh, emoji reply of the guy shrugging his shoulders with his arms up in the air like, I don't know. Um, This is a. this is something. There were si- there were positive signs last night. There were definitely some people that stood out. Jack Jones continues making some nice splashes. Anthony Jennings, welcome back to the chat. Uh, some special teamers looking good out there, but man, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm digging deep, dude. I'm digging deep. I'm digging deep early at 109. If I'm digging deep for positives, and the best thing I can do is like, well, hey, my kid, uh, my kid, my youngest of my two boys got Nick Folk to autograph his mini helmet. I mean, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 I'm not pressing the panic button. Everyone relax. This is not the Bob Lobel bullpen siren playing uh, on the news and also pour one for Bruce Schweigler. We'll do our RIP section later in the show. But man, yeah, this is a work in progress. This is WIP, baby work in progress. And it hasn't shown a ton of progress in the first week and a half of training camp. And you ask, what will the offense be? Whatever your answer is has to be based on what you thought prior to camp because, quite frankly, you cannot build anything, in my mind, off of what we've seen in camp. It has been that poor, ugly, inconsistent. Now, there's been individuals, and I talked about this with our boy Shime on the Six Rings pod on Friday, there's been individuals. You can sell yourself on Devontae Parker had a catch, had a day, had a this, or Tyquan Thornton. I actually think Tyquan Thornton has looked as good as any, you know, first three-round receiver they've had in a long time, maybe since Deion Branch. I mean, Coast, he's had... co-sign. He's more than. By the way, I would say this: I'm comfortable. I'm I'm comfortable not only yes ending or liking um, that verbal tweet right there. I would say uh, he's going to be more than a 15 to 20 catch Bethel Johnson clone slash decoy this season. Oh, hundred percent. He's a better route runner. He has better hands. He catches good ha- good traditional hands. passes. He can run a slant, a drag, an in cut, a comeback and catch the football. There is no doubt if he stays healthy, he is going to make some plays for this football team, but they're going to need it because right now, I would say the offensive line is struggling, the ground game is struggling, the short passing game is struggling, the long passing game is struggling, the quarterback is frustrated and struggling. And that's where I wanted to go first early in this discussion, though, is I want to make sure this doesn't turn into Mac sucks, Mac looks terrible, Mac's inaccurate, any Mac-specific stuff. This is a systemic problem. This is the offense struggling. The protection, the routes, the getting open – the quarterback finding guys that are open. So I don't want this to turn into the sky is falling, year two max stinks. But you also know, because I believe I've already said this to you, the offense has looked better when Mac's not in there. That's just a simple reality of the summer. And I don't know if that's the number two offense going against the number two defense, whatever the details may be. But Zappy has found more open receivers, has found more plays that looked like they were run in a traditional time, timing manner. Um, mm-hmm. And even last night, Hoyer made some really nice throws down the field. Oh, that uh, long pass, like you just mentioned a second ago, to Devontae Parker. And for those yeah. who are unfamiliar with 
what we're saying, or at least the game per se that we're talking about last night mm. was the game in stadium. Is strong. strong. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Game it was is like game. three quarter speed mock thing. They call it a mock game. It's not necessarily a scrimmage either. It was the in stadium uh, scrimtus, if you will, or a package. Uh, it's a part practice, part scrimmage. Half the team, mostly established veterans on one team, led by Mac Jones, and then Bailey Zappi, uh, and also Brian Hoyer. And on the other side, you got Bailey Zappi leading a lot of rookies and second-year players yeah. uh, in a well-coordinated, scripted, like I said, practice scrimmage in front of about good turnout last night. By the way, shout-out and salute to the Pats fans who waited out the storm. Rain nor shine did not deter. They showed up uh, in the dozens and droves. There were probably, I'd say, twelve to 15,000 people there watching that by the time Things got going. It was about 45 minutes delayed due to the weather, but they showed up and they showed out tonight, last night. So good job by the Foxborough faithful. Yeah, no, there was, I, I actually hit a little traffic coming in. I was surprised um, to some degree at the turnout and they got, I don't know if they got their, enter, well, they did get their entertainment dollars worth because, you know, there were no dollars involved. It was a, it was an event for season ticket holders and Foxborough residents. So um, I still, I don't know where they're going. I really don't offensively, and I know this is growing. And you know, our guy Mike Giardi will talk it to at two twenty from NFL Network. Put some tweets out about Mac and the offense mm-hmm. last night, and Warren Sharp, who's that football Ooh. analytics guru guy, kind of pounced on those um, and took it in a direction of guys not getting open and Devonte Parker and different things of that manner. Um, but again, this isn't one guy, one position grouping. I don't even want to just put it on Patricia and Judge, as you mentioned. They were split mm-hmm. last night, um, which Correct. I thought was interesting. Uh, Patricia actually, with the veterans and Joe Judge sort of coordinating uh, the offensive attack or game plan, if you will, with the rookie second-year squad. Right. Yeah, it was basically ones versus twos last night. Mm-hmm. Like all I the ones. You, the were two, I was play. a little more impressed with the twos. Uh, yeah, and there's been some some consistency in that area over the course of camp, and then you start yeah. to wonder if why if the twos are winning, why are they the twos? Make them the ones, for Christ's sakes! But uh, they they the the thing that stood out to me from the coaching standpoint, as we sort of lay the table here of what we've seen, uh, did you notice that Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayo were on the same sideline, and Demarcus Covington ran the defense for the other sideline? Yes, interesting, interesting little How nugget come? right there. So why would you break up Patricia and Judge, who seem to be splitting the duties on the offensive side of the ball, and yet the two guys who've been splitting the duties on the defensive side of the ball stayed on the same side, and Demarcus Covington got a little uh, time to shine with a headset on his on his head and call some plays. I thought that was interesting. It was, and I wasn't exactly sure why, and I still can't really hypothesize or wrap my head around exactly why. I heard... Chris Curtis during the Ken and Curtis show featuring the great and now soon to be departed Brian Barrett. We'll get to uh, Barrett's victory lap a little later in the show, but I'm extremely proud of the metrics man and everything he's done and where he's headed. I heard Curtis lead with uh, a text. For, I think it was from the nine, seven, eight joking that uh, obviously Patricia and judge being the co-offensive coordinators, the redundancy will allow for one of them to get COVID. And then the other one can just pick up where that one left off and have no problems calling plays that week, which was worth the laugh when I was jogging in the heat, sweating out my previous evening, and also the most ridiculous thing I've heard today. But I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, there is just, here's where we are. And uh, if you'd like to weigh in with any early thoughts about concerns, what you've seen, if you've gone to practice, were you there last night? Uh, do you believe that we, the, the fans that are also still media or the media that still have fandom and invested interest, are we overreacting? Because here it is August 6th, and we're wondering what the hell things are going to look like 
when the Patriots kick off 36 days from now, there's still a lot of time to establish the offense, the identity, get the plays, the game plans in this new adjusted scheme and offensive playbook installed. I understand that, but there's definitely some growing pains right now and some stumbling, fumbling, and rumbling going on in Foxborough. If you'd like to weigh in, 617-779-7937 is the number. When we come back, Andy and I are going to talk about which area on the offense we believe concerns us the most because he raised the point of the offensive line. There's another positional group that I'm a little more concerned about at that point. Uh, we'll go back and forth on that. Mike Giardi at 220. And yes, at some point during the show, we will get to the latest Tom Brady conundrum, the latest emotional Brady pretzel we have all been twisted and turned around into after the fines, penalties, and massive, uh, what would you call that? Uh, what would you sp- spanking that the Dolphins got earlier this week from the commissioner? Because uh, while he has yet to drop the second hammer on Deshaun Watson, he really came down on the Dolphins this week, Andy. Oh, he did. That was a uh, parental-like grounding. They, he, they took their phone away. That's they right. They certainly show did. kids these days. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the telephone number. We'll catch you up first on everything going on in the wide world of sports with Journey Now. The Greg Hill Show weekdays six to ten. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Here's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. The Red Sox beat the Royals seven to four last night. Josh Winkowski went five innings, allowing one run. While striking out four, Jaron Duran and J.D. Martinez each had two RBIs. But be careful. Don't be cheering for those same Jaron Duran Red Sox if you weren't cheering for them before. Oh, boy. Talk about the worst bite of the week, Andy. (laughs) Red Sox currently 3.5 games out of the third and final wild card spot with just about two months to go in the season. The third game, the rubber rubber match to date, if you will, of the four-game series against the Royals is tonight. You got Nate Evaldi. He's getting the start opposite left-hander Daniel Lynch. Joe Castiglione and Will Fleming, they'll have the call with first pitch at 710 Eastern across the Shaw's and Star Market, WEI Red Sox Network, Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. Be sure to tune into the Visit Massachusetts pregame show with Brian Barrett at 610 p.m. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts summer adventure at visitma.com. The New England Patriots were involved in a pre-preseason in-stadium practice scrimmage last night for season ticket holders and Foxborough residents. Their first actual preseason game is this Thursday at 7 p.m. from the under-construction and uh, renovated Gillette Stadium as they host the Giants 7 p.m. And the New England Revolution are in Orlando to play Orlando City SC. Kickoff is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern tonight. And that's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM WEEI on another hot summer Saturday. There was a little rain in the area last night. It did not dampen the spirits of the Foxborough faithful and the season ticket members who came out to watch the in-stadium scrimmage practice event game oriented kind of thing that the Patriots put on last night and we are not here to rain on the preseason parade we're just as excited as everyone else to see where the Patriots are going but it is difficult to not express a little bit of concern with what's been going on leading up to the practices and in the first couple of weeks of Patriots camp 2022 though I do have to say one of those MCs last night in the stadium was doing a bang-up job getting the people riled up for the oh yeah that that Sarge guy oh isn't he great <laughs> I gotta tell you that Sarge guy he is something else um, did he get autographs afterwards too did I see you getting autographs with your kid uh I did indeed I actually did had get both the, boys the gold the golden ticket so my oldest boy Thomas nine and the younger, uh, he was on his own for, in his fresh red throwback Mac Jones jersey that I yeah. picked up at the Patriots Pro Shop beforehand. And the younger boy, Sawyer, I sort of propped him up on the fence. Each of them had Sharpie in one hand, Patriots mini helmet that they were given, thanks to our friends at Zooty, in the other. And Thomas was relentless. He got everybody, Slater, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. And yes, at the end, he got Mac Jones and... Ooh. There's a video on my personal Instagram of his face lighting up like he won the golden ticket when Mac Jones came over and said hello to him and autographed his helmet. And then the little boy got his as well. But I got to tell you, honestly, I was more fired up when Nick Folk came over and was like, what's your name, young man? And my little boy just went, Sawyer. And he said, <laughs> oh, good to see you, Sawyer. Um, make sure to come to more football games. And I, and I wanted to be like, I love you, Nick Folk. <laughs> You're my favorite player on the Patriots. You're Andy Hart's number two on the roster. You should have told him. Number one that night because Judon wasn't taking part in the in the uh, activity. So he was the number one player on the field. Uh, he was such a he, – Jake Bailey came over, said hello. I was thrilled for him. The, the contract he got, he was really nice to Sawyer, talking to him about going to kindergarten. Pats did an awesome job. I heard Mike Reese talking about it on his little recap video on Twitter this morning. The, the the greatest noise made last night, the biggest ovation, the, the din they probably could have heard, the ruckus, if you will, 
maybe all the way to Fenway, and at that point it would have been drowned out by Motley Crue and Def Leppard, was when Matt came out and probably did, I would say, about half the stadium. All yeah. the kids, uh, the degenerates, the you know collectors and the memorabilia guys that are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this child as a human shield so I can get you to autograph this mint platinum card so I can sell it on eBay later on. Like, he did about half the stadium after the game. Total trooper, uh, grabbing phones, banging out selfies left and right. So good job by Mac Jones there. And I got to tell you, way to go. Also putting a smile on your face and soaking up that love because man of war. The uh, the sort of in-game struggles, if you will, and the way things have gone at the practices and what may be to come over the next couple of weeks. I don't know if Mac's going to have a smile on his face. And it even started last Saturday, I believe, Andy. Wasn't it last weekend when there was the first practice where everyone reported noticeably that the Patriots offense was having some difficulties Mac was having to hold on to the ball sometimes eight nine seconds in practice against a defense where we all said we weren't sure about the defensive line the linebacking unit could be hit or miss the cornerbacks everyone universally had agreed was the weakest positional group and they may be carried by the safeties people couldn't get open and he was holding the ball after a QB waggle or a naked boot left or right eight, nine, almost 10 seconds before completing a dump off. This guy's going to get killed this season, especially with your area of concern, the way the offensive line hasn't been able to gel and grasp concepts yet. Yeah, the offensive line has certainly been a part of the problem, and I understand that we're hopeful that the defensive front is a pretty good unit, and certainly with with Barmore coming into his own in year two, that's, that's, a, that's an upward arrow on the defensive line and God Chow based on Belichick's contracting comments and whatever. But um, they had, first of all, it doesn't look like they're sold on Mike on at right guard. That's it's- a huge that. I mean, that's like news to me. I can't believe Mike on who was like the pro football focused darling before mm. everyone lost their lunch over moving on from Shaq Mason, which no, really my uh, 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 not look so great. Wait, you don't like Alexander Hambright? Oh, my God. <laughs> and they weren't even playing him last night. I can't even recall who was getting the reps at right guard last night. It was, uh, is it going to be, uh, be Ferret? Hambra? Who's no. it going to be? Because, like, uh, on Wenu, two years ago, is like the highest rated guard in football, one of the highest rated rookies in the history of PFF's ratings. You need to ratings. put your PFF stats, what is, them up I real know, nice, and shove them up your rocks. Katukas. I know. That's what I'm saying because Bill he, Belichick he's not doesn't fitting. give a rat's ass about PFF. Not only does he not give a rat's ass about PFF, he also doesn't care about fantasy football and also whatever's going on with Tom Brady. So at least Belichick is staying on brand. What's going on with the line, dude? Cole Strange, he got tagged and blowed up early and often in the one-on-ones. Christian Barmore looks like a completely different uh, level of beast this year, and I'm not sure if that's because he's going up against this line. Trent is Trent. We'll see what Wynn does, but otherwise, like, whoo, man. Offensive line is having some real, real trouble right now. It is a house of cards, and we all know it's like cliche and it starts in the trenches, but if your line falls apart, everything falls apart with it. You can't throw the ball. I mean, if you're lucky, you have a Tom Brady who'll say, I'll get rid of it in 1.3 seconds. But for the most part, if your line struggles, it's going to have a domino effect for the ground game, which we think they have good running backs. Now, Ramondre Stevenson's been dealing with a little something, hasn't been out there the last few days, wasn't taking part last night. That's actually given uh, Ty Montgomery chances to, to show his stuff and take on a bigger role in recent days. But if the line isn't good, we may not even get to the other concerns or get to the evolution of the scheme or what Mac Jones is doing. And I will say, you know, you mentioned last Saturday 
Mm-hmm. That was when he started to kind of really show some of the frustration. There'd been ups right. and downs before that, but that's that was the pick six to Duggar, and he just he showed it. And then this week he spoke, and I think he spoke openly, Mac Jones did, about we need to get it going. It's a new offense, but you know we need to pick up the pace. He realizes, and I keep saying this, it's only practice eight. It's only practice nine. It's only, When do you stop saying that? What, like, what is the line in the practice sand? Or is it, well, now there's one preseason game under their belts and they don't look good. Like, where is that line in August? Because did you do the math right? Did you say 36 days until the mm-hmm. September 11th trip it to would be one Miami? day until five. Yes, that would. I did the math. Okay. I, I know so, you were told there was none, but I'm pretty good at it. I was told there's none on a Saturday, so I will continue to not do any on a Saturday. Uh, but th- that's not a long time. That is not a long time, not just to, you know, show improvement, but come together where you can. That's a big game. There's a lot of people that think the Bills are going to run away with the division, and you're in a dogfight if you if you are a decent team with the Dolphins. If you want to give yourselves a chance to make the playoffs, means you probably have to finish ahead of the Dolphins. There's going to be wild card teams in other uh, divisions. The West is crazy. All of that beat the Dolphins. So you know the the treadmill is going to be moving pretty fast when you try to jump on on September 11th and 36 days. Not a long time to go from an offense that essentially... Have you heard anybody really um, sell positives? Because I haven't. I Like, the most positive reporters, the most cynical reporters think it stinks. I've talked to fans. I've talked to people I coach with that have been up for practice, and everybody's like, what is going on with the offense? It is almost universal that it doesn't look right. It doesn't look good. And 36 days is... And I would also say... 36, if this were Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady and you had a track record to fall back on. Oh, please. I would be totally back on a beach earning 20% right now. I would Correct. Zero, give zero Fs about it. But it's not. It's a second-year quarterback, so there's obviously going to be questions. Did he go to the Pro Bowl? Yes. Was he good last year? Yes. Was Baker Mayfield good his first year? Yes. Did it fall apart his second? Yes. So there's that natural uncertainty of a young quarterback, and then you mix in McDaniels is gone. We've now got a defensive coordinator who's calling plays. We've got Joe Judge, especially like there's built in reasons to doubt it. And then when you chum the waters of doubt with ineptitude on the practice field, why should I believe Fitzy? You're the positive guy. I'm going to ask you a simple question. Why should I believe the Patriots will have at least a competitive offense come September 11th in Miami? Because they have 36 days to get it together. <laughs> Truly. I'm not going to tell you that if the game was tomorrow, oh, truly, the Patriots would a have a the Patriots would have uh, uh, a bomb pops chance in hell of surviving. Uh, you'll probably see the Choco Taco back on store shelves again before you see the Patriots offense roll out 45 points easy like they did against Cleveland last year. Andy, I mean, there's there's part of me that's just like, well, hell, Warner Brothers just ate 90 million dollars this week when they said this Batgirl movie sucks. Let's scrap it and not release it anywhere. How about we just put this little fancy offense away until next offseason, give ourselves another year to work through it, and just bring back the hits? Because at least you know Mac Jones is able to operate that to uh, an effective enough degree, and you have enough people that were on the team last year, and all you got to do is give Devontae Parker, uh, you know, Nikhil Harry's playbook and say, look, you're a smart guy. You've been in the NFL seven years. You're the better version of him. Just learn this in a couple weeks. Because that worked last year. The defense ended up being the problem more than the offense did uh, over the final stretch of the season. Mm -hmm. What they're trying to do, if you told me they were basically just taking Mac Jones 
uh, if they were taking Mac Jones' offense from Alabama from a couple years ago that he worked on with Steve Sarkeesian, the one that he famously knew inside and out and then taught to Bill O'Brien, and they were grown-upifying, enhancifying, if you will, it, uh, this particular offense for the pros and with the talent they have on the field, I would be fine with that knowing that Mac's, Bill's you know, general football brilliance along with Mac's uh, savant-like knowledge of that offense would just sort of bleed out and by osmosis spread to everybody else on the offense. I don't know what this offense is either going to be or kind of is overall. Like, is this like, have we put into the football Vitamix, uh, have we put into the football Vitamix, if you will, like elements of the Brady, Weiss, McDaniels, Perkins, Earhart offense along with some Shanahan concepts and maybe some Alabama elements. And hey, while we're at it, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, since you guys are the de facto offensive coordinators, looks like Matt Patricia has pulled into the clubhouse lead. Do you guys have anything that you've picked up along the way or love as well? Like, this literally could be a fusion plate of, you know, uh, of buffet-scooped not madness. I mean, it might work at times, but it could also, you know, just blow up in their face. And the team that they're facing in 36 days, Andy, the Miami Dolphins, they're probably going to see a very similar offense when they play the Miami Dolphins. Here's the trick, though. Miami has one of the five fastest people in the NFL who can just about outrun everybody. So if nothing else, Tua can wind up and do a little bit of a heave-ho, let's go to Tyreek Hill. We've seen plenty of those ducks out there, but if he's that fast, you can just play Tyreek, go and get it because that's what the cheetah does. They've got a few better skill position players. The offensive line is probably doing fine. They invested in Terran Armstead from uh, the New Orleans Saints in the offseason as well. Like, it makes me nervous that we're going to see, like, oh, that's what this is supposed to look like when they go up against Mike McDaniel in 36 days. And I can't believe we spent the whole offseason asking questions about the offense and now, uh, but mostly focusing on our concerns over the defense and how they're probably just going to, like, how many of us spent time in the last couple of months saying, like, well, it's probably even to, like, from Tom Curran to our pod and beyond. Like, well, it's probably going to be the defense that ends up uh, ad adjusting or negatively impacting Max growth in year two. Like, uh-uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. I have a lot more faith now. The tables have turned real quick in just a couple weeks. My concern now is them trying to figure out what they're doing, the personnel that they're going to do it with, and how it may impact all of them. Let's hear real quick, uh, Stiz, if you could just play that cut. Let's hear about Mac Jones discussing... Uh, this week his knowledge of this new offense. Yeah, I think I have a good understanding of like offensive football and I understand how plays work and how plays don't and uh, our job is to execute the plays and when there's something that doesn't work and I know it's not going to work then I need to fix it and make it a better play so that's what we're trying to get through on the field. That's why you have really good quarterbacks can help change plays and fix them and make them better uh, and that's part of practice is finding the right play and then running it and getting a completion or getting a big play. So there's a lot that goes into it. As a rookie, you're kind of just running the plays. And, you know, I had a lot of power last year to change the plays, which I was fortunate. And this year we're kind of working through that right now. So there's a couple things there that stood out to me. That last okay. part mm -hmm. is we're just running them. We're just running the plays. You know, he's not really audibling at the line. He's not getting in the right play. He's not getting mm -hmm. out of a bad look. Oh, they got a five technique over there. We can't run this play. Damian Harris is going to get killed. Nope, we're just going to run it and see what happens. And, you know, we'll get to the audibling and the, the chess match later. That's probably, there's probably some truth to that. Mm -hmm. The second part is 
Real, he said something to the effect of really good quarterbacks change the game. And I found that interesting. Is he saying he's a really good quarterback, he needs to change the game even when it's not working around him? He needs, to, Or is he saying, I need to prove I'm a really good quarterback because there's going to be things going on around me that aren't ideal, but the great ones find a way to make it work. And I found that interesting. Does he consider himself a really good quarterback right now? Does he consider himself a guy capable of lifting the offense that's scuffling? Because right now the results are not showing that. The, res- the practice field would not show him as a really good quarterback who is able to lift those around him to make the sum of the parts greater. And that that's a crossroads for him. Like what is he asked to do? What is he allowed to do? And what is he capable of doing? And there's a lot of pressure. Like, you and I know. When you do a, a bad show, Fitzy, you know it. Not that right. we ever do bad shows. No. But not when you one. go through a show and you know it's dragging a little bit and it's a slow day, you feel it. Mm-hmm. And if you strung together nine of those in a row, you wouldn't be in a good place, would you? Right? You would start you would... to question your ability to lead a show, to be on the air. You would start exactly. to wonder if you're picking the wrong topics. If it's, uh, Am yep. I blaming the news? Is it a slow news cycle? Uh, is my uh, gut is the producer not taking good, me in yeah. the right direction? Is Correct. It, you would start to quit. And, and How think about the producer? Am I being told right. the right things as well? Like You could, you could associate I that. I did or what they told me in that. The, yeah, you exactly. know, the, the, the 2 o'clock hour, the second segment, they said to do this. It didn't hit. No one wanted to talk about it. There was no energy in the room. So I don't think it's any different. It, it he's he's probably nine days, ten days in questioning, what are we doing? Is it my fault? Is it his fault? Is it their fault? Is it all of our faults? Do we all have blame in this? Is it is it fixable? Is it something, oh, my God, like they put a plan together and they put a roster together and it doesn't look like it's going to work. So that's only natural. He's a human being. So mm-hmm. I'd be stunned if that weren't happening behind closed doors. And as I said, from week one to week two, if you remember in week one, he was selling the company line. I love the open conversation that is this offense. They're great coaches. Mm-hmm. Bill's done a great job of telling us what his vision is for this offense. Week two was, we got to get it going. we got to pick up the pace here. A great quarterback fixes this. We need. I know that it's between a good play and a bad play. We need to get some good – like – What's week three going to sound like? What's week three going to sound like if they don't start showing some progress over the next two practices and then struggle against the Giants? Like, this is this is snowballing. You're right. No panic button, but you at least need to acknowledge it. Yeah, we could broadcast from WPTB Pump the Brakes Radio for just a moment and say if there's going to be a time where you experiment with the playbook, where you go to the laboratory, and if you're uh, you know in, in the box screwing around because you know it doesn't count, now is the time to do it. There might be a chance we might not see a boot or a waggle all season long, even though we've seen yep. Mac fake the handoff and roll out to his right from last night to all these practices so many times that I'm bored with it. And from the novelty of it to the first time to last night, it's like, all right, enough already. He always is holding the ball for too long. Maybe this is just, okay, we have to figure out what's not going to work before we figure out what's going to work. I think there are a lot of us out there that would love to see things work. And, I and, and start working quickly and I just have to wonder and we got to throw it to break and then when we come back I'll give you the area of offense I'm most concerned about right now but you have to wonder exactly if this is a let's just screw around an experiment type of phase and, uh, or if this is like we're actually seeing snippets from the playbook 
that they're considering running with right now and is part of the frustration you know fan base wide is it still is it still lingering like ah come on bell why did you let brady go how come you blew things up so long ago or are fans concerned with the level of coaching and talent right there on the field uh I'm going to go ahead and err on the side of caution and not overreact. No, no I'm going to try, Andy. I'm trying. It is taking insane restraint. Come on. But I think we can agree, aside from the fact that people were thrilled to just see, to be out on a warm summer night and see football players and get a Mac Jones autograph. Like, what we saw last night was pretty boring. Uh, I mean, it's it, like yeah. these practices, there have not been a lot of thrills. There have not been a lot of wow moments. There have not been a lot Ooh. of jaw droppers. Gone is the buzz from a week and a half ago where Devontae Parker cut a lot of seven-on-seven seven shirts and shells touchdowns, and everyone said, oh, my God, we got a real one here. This is going to be unbelievable. Wait till you see what he does to that offense. Now it's, hey, is anyone out there? Can somebody get open so Matt can throw the ball before nine seconds? Or catch the ball because you know what else is gone? Because I was buying the uh, Nelson Aguilar might be the best receiver in training camp story. Last hey. night, nice back shoulder down the right sideline. Mac hit him between the one and the five. And it bounced off the one and the five and was picked off by, I don't know, some jag defensive back. But uh, the, there's not a lot of highs in this uh, offense or passing game right now. And some of the highs are coming back down to lows. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. If you'd like to give us a call, it's Fitzy and Hart on a Saturday here on WEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WEI. We are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. But they say it will change it all, you know what I mean? Any change is kind of hard, you know what I mean? It's going to be growing pains, and I think we're going through that stages, and this is a kind of a place where they want everything perfect, so it's just change and perfection are kind of a hard, you know what I mean? It's a yeah. hard mix, so yeah. we've kind of been going through it, but at the same time, I feel like it's a great learning experience, you know, and the fact that we all doing it together is actually pretty good for yeah. us. Yeah, so. how, how do you balance that? Oh, I think it's more so an ego check, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. You got to really be able to throw your egos out the door. We had a conversation about that the other day. Just God putting their egos aside and forget everything you know and just worry about where we're trying to be now. You know what I mean? Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers to friend of the program Mike Giardi, who will be joining us later on, and Scott Pioli, who last night told Mike Giardi that he thought my name was Sully. This is the <laughs> Sully and <laughs> I like it. I like it, too. Well, that's what the some of the Kraft family members call me as well, so that's fine. This is the Sully and Hart As long as they don't call you fired. <laughs> yes, they don't, as long as they don't call you to tell you that you don't need to come to pick up your check because you're not yeah. wanted at the stadium anymore. Yep. Uh, this is the Sully and Hart program here on WEI for your sweaty summer sports Saturday. Uh, some good news to pass along. Richard Seymour has delivered what people are describing as a family-centric, impactful, and powerful, and emotional speech at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I am now looking via at Pro Football HOF at the bronze bust of Richard Seymour, the 10th member of the New England Patriots, to be enshrined permanently in the gold jacket and bronze bust club in Canton, Ohio. We will get to that in just 
a couple of minutes, Andy, and we'll see if we can uh, effort a couple of bits from his speech as well, which, like I said, was supposed to be a memorable one. Boy, I, I love those Pro Football Hall of Fame speeches. Even guys that, you know, Peyton Manning's is funny. He takes his shots at Tom Brady. Ray Lewis goes, you know, nutso and delivers, a, you know, one of his quintessential Ray Lewis. What the hell did that guy say? Sermons. People like Shannon Sharp dig deep in the bowels of their difficult youth and the people that made him the man that he is. And you're like, oh, wow, I used to hate that guy. Now I really appreciate him. Like, just one speech like that and how important what they've done and how uh, monumental not only their career was, but the people that have molded and shaped them really can change your worldview and your POV uh, in just a couple of minutes on a Saturday. Um, I did just want to hit on this real quick. You said the offensive line seems to be the position, and understandably so, because it's all one in the trenches on both sides of the ball, but that the offensive line seems to be your positional group or grouping, if you will, so far in the Patriots through two weeks of practice that's concerned you the most. I got to be honest. The wide receivers, which I have come to love and I have touted the whole idea of like, well, what if a bunch of number twos come together and make for one dynamic unit? Who needs a number one? Who needs like the most dynamic $25, $30 million playmaker in the world? Even though the Patriots have the most expensive wide receiver grouping in the NFL with the fifth most expensive receiver, Nelson Aguilar, who you talked about just before we went to break with a big drop in a practice game last night. Here's the thing. I don't want to see, I mean, drops in practice, okay, they don't count, but at the same time, I don't want to see any drops. I'd like to see you catch everything. Now, whether or not the receivers are having a hard time getting separation uh, because they're learning a new route tree, uh, because they're just, you know, not going, I don't know why, but I haven't seen anybody just, I haven't seen, like, dynamic, uh, after the first couple days when they were concentrating uh, within the 20 and running a lot of those red zone plays, and you, you were like, all right, enough with the QB rollouts. And I kept saying, all right, enough with the corner fades. You can't just throw those two passes all the time, and everything can't be bought on discount at Checkdown Charlie's either. I haven't seen any receiver get crazy separation, establish themselves um, as a go-to yet. And Jacoby Myers was just speaking to Pioli and Giardi from last night's hit on the NFL Network that basically... He's admitting to a national audience and everyone who loves and watches football like we do that they're all thinking right now. They're processing. And this was a huge problem last year with a bunch of them because it was their first year with the team. It was tough for Hunter Henry for a little while, but he picked it up, became best buddies with Mac, and as the season progressed, became a sure-handed target. Thank God for Jacoby Myers because at least he had been here for a little while and had an understanding of the system. Plus, he was like, oh, this isn't Cam Newton. Mac Jones knows how to throw it to my hands, not my feet. You got Nelson Aguilar trying to discover a new role, and obviously that didn't work as he tried to play it on the outside as opposed to when he's better on the slot on the inside. And, of course, John o. Smith wasn't there, and basically even though he was on the field, he wasn't there. To now throw this new playbook with new terms and a former offensive line assistant turned defensive assistant turned defensive coordinator turned head coach now turned offensive coordinator with Matt Patricia and his buddy slash assistant Joe Judge to have them kind of um, – improvising in the kitchen and coming up with a new playbook holy smokes dude how are any of these guys going to be able to just use their knowledge of the system and their god-given ability to get open when it's going to look like they're thinking with every footstep and wasn't the whole point of this streamlining this new system was wasn't it to make it simpler i that's what i was told simplifying hmm so how did we get to a simplified version that leaves everybody thinking and struggling and not getting open and, you know, to some degree, we're going to start to talk about what Warren Sharp talked about. Like, 
I'm looking at his tweets right now. I'm looking at his tweets right now, Andy. If anyone would like to follow along or take a look during the break, if you're not outside doing yard work or enjoying life at the beach, and if you're not, why aren't you on your boat? Um, But thanks for listening. At Sharp Football, his takedown of the Patriots' wide receivers a couple hours ago on Twitter is... Nice. Um, not great, Bob. And then Andrew Callahan comes in and said, uh, Devontae Parker had three catches in competitive team periods this week. Three catches over five practices on six targets. Sweet. Uh. Yep. The Andy Hart grunt is very apropos for this offense. So that's where I get back to there's a lot going on here, and I actually think that's the most concerning part. Mm-hmm. Say it was just the line. You'd say, okay, we need to figure that out, fix it. What are we doing? Is it the blocking schemes? Is it the personnel? If it were just one thing, I think you can you can figure out. You know, Bill Belichick's been around forty eight years. He can figure out a way to fix one problem, but it's it's not one problem. It's systematic, and I do I like the 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 optimism or realism that Jacoby Myers is bringing, and he is the leader of the receiving core. He, he talked about it this week. We were asking him the questions, you know, you're only in your fourth year, but you're the longest tenured guy here. Devontae Parker may have experience. It wasn't here. Aguilar has experience. It wasn't here. You're the guy that's been here the longest, and he seems to be trying to stay optimistic. He says he sees great potential in this group. He thinks mm-hmm. there's potential to make plays on the outside and down the field, and he thinks they have a variety of skills with, with some of the newcomers, Thornton and Parker, mixing in with Bourne and him. So, I mean, we can talk ourselves into that, but as you said, if we don't start to see it, then it's just a theory. It's just an idea on paper, just a depth chart, and that is the problem right now is that it's not and, – and it's not coming together like a puzzle. That's the other thing. We, you mentioned Parker. He was hot early. And there's, you know, Aguilar. Oh, he's had some good days. And, and Tyquan Thornton, we talked about it. He's better than most rookies or rookies that come in here. He looks like he's going to be a better, you know, Bethel Johnson and he can contribute and all. We Individually, we've seen little flashes of all of them, but not consistently enough from any of them and certainly not consistently enough where it's overlapping on one play where, oh, wow, Aguilar and Bourne were open. Mac didn't know what to do because there were two guys open. Two it's, it's, guys on the same play. He, it, it hasn't been that. And you said it. It's been a high school offense. Fades, rollouts, dump it off to the back. It's It's been overly simple in terms of what they're actually completing and yet not overly productive at all. Yeah. I'm, oh, it is, it is. This is the Andy Hart Just sound show that. so far. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, that's what we just we're going to need to make a drop or uh, something that we can go to on a regular basis for that, because, oh, no, uh, we suck again. I, I, the, you hit the nail on the head and we got to pay the bills and flip the script and go to hour number two in just a second. But I think you hit the nail on the head to sum up the first hour of the show. We were told that they were simplifying things. Yes, there are still 36 days. No, we have not bailed on the 2022 season. We are not on to 2023. I am not abandoning my outpost as the most positive Patriots fan in town. We all, rightfully so, given the unique coaching structure, the offseason they've had, the departures, the draft picks, and everything else that they've undergone, taken aboard, cast aside, and implemented, there's reason for curiosity, if not minor or slight concern, over how they're overhauling things and the timetable that they have because even though it seems like, oh, it's forever until that game against the Dolphins and the season begins, 
36, 31 days, and then they're going to clean that up, and we'll talk about that all next weekend, and then it's going to be less than four weeks because it'll be the following Monday already, and we're going to be getting ready for the next preseason game. And next thing you know, it's going to be Labor Day, and then there's going to be the Thursday night game between the Rams and Buffalo, and we're going to watch two teams capable of scoring 50 points at a time, and we're going to be like, oh, my God, the Pats are going to get blown out on Sunday in Miami, and why do they have to play there the first game of the year because it's 95 degrees? It's going to come at you like life, said Ferris Bueller, real fast. And I think we need to be prepared for some clunkier practice reports and some growing pain-filled preseason games, Andy, before the Patriots actually get this together. If that can be the case, oh my gosh, I hope so. Let's try to get a little more positive. We'll start hour number two in just a couple minutes talking about Richard Seymour and sharing with you some of his words from his emotional speech as he has just been enshrined forever with a gold jacket and bronze bust in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the 10th member of the New England Patriots to do so. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Hour number two of Fitzy and Hart on WEI coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 